Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Max's Fearless Youth, where we prevent substance abuse and suicide through the arts. I'm Katie. I'm Liz. And this is our guest today. Hello, my name is Dominique. Hello, Dominique. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where, where did you grow up? I was born and raised in the Bronx, New York, with my two parents and my three other siblings. Um, when I was about the age of nine, we moved up to Kingston, New York. That's really cool. Tell me, how did, how did you get into the arts? What inspired you? So I remember when I was in elementary school, there was a band in my school, and I was very interested. I wanted to be a part of that. It looked like something that was very cool. I liked all the people that were in it, and I was very interested. So I asked one of my teachers, and I was entered into the band. I played the guitar. It was very fun. I loved it. And I remember you told me that you're in our school's choir. How did you get into yes. singing? And what does it mean to you? Singing means a lot to me. I love singing. When I was younger, I would go to my godmother's church, and we'd always have um, kid choirs. We were always singing. So when I went to Kingston High School and I realized they had a choir, I was, had to be a part of it. Um, I love choir. This year, I'm currently in choir, and we're working on a lot of songs to perform. Yeah. You said you played guitar. Are you still, yeah. are you still like... No, I've eventually lost the art of playing guitar when I moved up here to Kingston because I didn't have access to one. And I didn't realize that I could also be a part of that up here. So. You started out in elementary school. Yeah. How was how was finding yourself in high school? What what did you do in high school? What activities did you latch on to that you really enjoyed? What extracurriculars did you do? Or are you doing? Um, I am in a group called Period Power, though. Period Power is very entertaining to me. I love it. It's a group of um, young women. And we educate people on menstruals. What do you do in period power? Like, do you guys have like activities? Like, like what, like in a meeting, what is a typical meeting like? So in the meetings at period power, usually we discuss at a table of upcoming events that we have. So we're currently working with a program called TMI Project. And we're having writing workshops there. So we can come in and write and tell our stories about our menstruals. And writing is a really, really expressive art form. I'm in period power as well. We're working with the TMI project. We're telling our own stories, our own experiences. And writing is probably the best way for us to convey what we need to convey. We're just fine-tuning our skills, really creating what we want our narrative to be and to end period stigma and period poverty. Why do you feel that it's important to, like, get, like, educate more people on, like, menstrual cycles? I feel that it's very important because a lot of young women are not really educated on their bodies. So I feel like, as one myself, I should try to help other people out who don't know. And not only females, I feel like men should also know, too, for when they have wives and future children. So they're also educated on how to help out, too feel like do you have a group of people that you feel needs more support than others um i'd probably say teenagers a lot of teenagers they have supports from their school and their family yes but i feel like they're not always comfortable with talking to the adults in the room so i feel like as teenagers maybe we can come together and talk about a lot of things that they don't feel comfortable talking about and a lot of that plays into the teens in the arts yeah because I feel that 
the certain artistic programs in our school create such an awesome community, whether it's yes. the film club that Liz is in or if it's KHS TV that also mm-hmm. does live broadcasting or the band or the art club. These sorts of communities really help teenagers find their place. Yes. It's really, really awesome to see these sort of communities inspiring people and generally making the world a better place. Yes. Do you feel that, um, yes, we have these communities in our school, but do you feel like there should be more places like that for kids to just go? like hang out and like open up and I mean do you know any of those places that are in our community already yes I do actually um a few blocks away from our school is actually the YMCA I feel like a lot of the teenagers go over to the YMCA after school and they can get their homework done they can go to the gym and just do stuff that interests them there they have writing programs dancing programs um they actually have a dance company called energy and they dance their hearts out. It's beautiful. We saw them. I'm on energy. You are. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's a really cool group. And we do a lot of community outreach and fundraisers and just performing for the community and giving. And, and sometimes we just perform just to just like give entertainment to people because I think that sometimes we forget that sometimes we just need something to enjoy ourselves with to just make ourselves happy and it's not always about like what type of message I want to put out it's just sometimes we just need entertainment yes do you have any activities that helped you in the past like through a hard time um I'll probably say writing um, when I was younger, there was actually at the CCE, there was a writing program. I'm not sure if it had a name or not, but I went there. I was actually one of the oldest kids there, but they still allowed me to come in. And it was very fun. We got to um, write different stories, anything that we really wanted to. And at the end, we got to make up our own stories, and it was very fun. Um, I remember when I was in the Bronx, New York, there was this, um, there's actually a school. It was called Dream Yard. And my sister went there, and they had a writing program. Um, I'm not sure if any of you guys are familiar with Renee Watson, but she is a famous book writer and she used to be my sister's teacher and she would have them write. And my sister made a lot of poems. She actually performed at the White House. Yes, she got to read um, one of her poems that she wrote for my mother and I was very inspired by my sister. So to this day, I still love writing. That's really awesome. That kind of plays into what we're doing with period power, yeah? Yes. Because we're going to have like, I don't know, maybe seven or eight several hour long writing workshops. Yes. And it's just like another way to bring the community together. Yes. And also to express ourselves. I love expressing myself through the form of writing. Has your family had a big impact on like the way that you act now, like the person that you are and the values that you have? Yes. Okay. Um, a lot of that comes from my siblings, actually. I was always around my siblings when I was younger especially when my parents were off to work. I was always home with my siblings and I got to really be around them and see the things that they do and their values. So I feel like it kind of got down to me and I've learned a lot from my siblings. Are they all older? Yes, I'm the baby of the family. I'm the youngest. And you mentioned earlier that you got into singing through going to church with your grandmother? My godmother, yes. Your godmother, yes. Well, how, how has church and singing in the church choirs played into your life? 
um, when I was younger, I don't remember what age you started bringing me to church, but I remember I was very young and um, the older women in the church, they would always be up on the risers singing a lot. And I remember the first time they invited the children to come sing. And I was very happy about that, me and my friends. Um, so we would stay after church and they would teach us the songs and like what cues to come in on. And we just got to sit there and practice. And it was a lot of fun. I made a lot of friends that way. Do you still enjoy singing along to gospel music? Um, I'll admit not as much, but I'll still listen to it occasionally. I believe it was Chicago. It's originally Chicago that gospel music really took hold. And it has a huge role in American musical yeah. history. It's really interesting to see how it's still affect so many people to this day yes would you say like now that you've grown up and like evolving like what type of music do you yourself like to perform and what type of music do you gravitate to um i always say i gravitate more towards like pop music or i'll say music that makes me feel calm and like at home our musical communities in Kingston are so powerful. How have you seen the musical community like bring people together or help people, not necessarily yourself, but the people around you through hard mm -hmm. times? So um, I know for the Kingston Choir, when I was, um, well, actually, sorry, for the mixed chorus, I was in mixed chorus last year. A lot of the parents got to actually bond with their children that way because we would sing on stage and the parents got to come out at night and watch their child sing. Some parents haven't even heard their child sing, really. So it brought very emotional things to the parents. And um, this year when we do the choir and we go traveling places, I feel that a lot of people might actually be teary-eyed, too, because a lot of the songs that we sing are gospel for the time of Christmas. And I feel like that's very emotional for some people, especially it being in the church. When you tend to perform with, let's say, like the choir, like you feel like you like kind of making people feel strong emotions where like they're moved to like cry or be happy or. Yes. Like me personally with my music, I think it's it's mostly not as external as as making someone like cry I think it's more internal where when I play my music I like I get emotional because it's like because I think music is very personal like yeah. you kind of have to relate to the song really for I mean for like my music personally I I, I tend to gravitate to music where I relate yeah to to what the artist is saying in the song and I think I think that's that's it's really important when it comes to any type of arts and to making anyone like feel a strong emotions like they have to really relate and to what the art is trying to say and like with music and it's like it's like really yes. beautiful I feel like that also builds a community when a lot of people can relate to each other and build off one another. Do you think that you would try to branch out to any type of art form? Um, I love dancing. If you ask my mom, like, what was her early memory of me dancing, she always say in her belly. 
every time. Every time she would play music, I was always like kicking her. Or even when I came out the womb, um, living in New York City, there was music playing all the time, anywhere you would go. So I'd stop in the middle of the street and just start doing a little baby bounce. So I just love to dance. Um, actually, at the CCE, when they had a dance program, it wasn't energy, but it was another dance program that they had. And I loved dancing there. But eventually, the cost did get a little bit too much for me. So I ended up quitting. But I still like to dance alone in my own house, as many people like to do. Yeah, cost seems to be a huge issue for a lot of people when it comes to doing activities that they love. But I feel that the arts are so essential to our society and to ourselves. You know, you mentioned I came in knowing only that you like to write and you like to sing, but there's so many different forms of art within all of us and limiting people's access to that because of the cost doesn't seem fair. I wish things were more accessible for everybody. Yeah, and it's like really kind of sad to see that really talented people can't can't push out their art or promote their art or even like put anything down on a page. I'd say like let's say writing or painting or photography. Like with photography, like they can't even get a camera, but because of the cost of everything and I think that's like something we need to change as a society like to make art accessible for every single person because it might be it might actually just save their life or the life of someone else who is listening or seeing their art you know hip-hop started like the 90s primarily it blew up because in the 90s, there was a block blackout in New York City, and that allowed uh, musicians to steal the equipment that they needed to make the music. The cost was holding them back. But when they finally had the ability to get what they needed, albeit through illegal means, they were able to finally create something that is so renowned in society today. It left its mark all through just an opportunity for people that just shows how like the cost barrier really holds people back and it can change the outcome of the arts globally yeah and i think mentioning hip-hop it's like it's like talking about different genres or like how you can tell a story through like words with like because i think that hip-hop is kind of story it's storytelling and um like if you look at these lyrics that these these musicians are writing down like it is like the story of their lives lives and like sometimes most of the time it's actually really really sad because it's telling about the hardships and the struggles they've had to go through in their lives and I think like songwriters should be considered like like writing is really hard yes like writing is i went to a songwriting workshop over the summer down in manhattan and like i think it was one of the hardest things that i've done so far because like like writing and putting your thoughts down on paper is really hard and then having the confidence to go and share that publicly with people it's like it's it's really hard 
it takes a lot of courage to perform what you wrote down. I had a similar experience. I tried writing music. I took music tech last year and I found myself too embarrassed to even record one of my songs just because I couldn't get the lyrics right and it sounded so bizarre. I have a lot of respect for songwriters that can just make awesome lyrics and the performers that can sing them with enough confidence to make it sound incredible. I feel that also patience is key. Eventually, over time, you do gain that confidence to be able to do what you want. A lot of practice, a lot of experience. That's what it takes to get to where you need to be. And like with your own personal writing, like what do you personally write about? That's a good question. Uh, Most of the time, I write about my own feelings. Um, I remember when I was younger, I I don't know why, but I loved to try to write children's books as a child myself. So I feel like I was always making up different stories too. Or sometimes instead of writing about myself, I'd like make up little characters and write them down as if it's my own life, I guess, and kind of mix it up so it's not mainly about me. So thank you very much, Dominique, for coming on today and sharing your thoughts and your experiences with us. Thank you for having me. It was an honor. Yeah, and I hope that keep writing and expressing yourself and impacting the world with your singing and your writing. You will change the world someday. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. So thank you. And we will see you guys next episode of Max's Fearless Youth. Bye.